from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. This is a Tuesday Locked On Chiefs, and we have something cool coming for you today. We're going to start a new series, and today is going to be the mock of the week. We're going to do this on Tuesdays. Chris and I are going to go through a lot of the options as we go through the standard progression of what the expectation is out there right now. This is going to be fun, though. It's our first one that we've done this season. I think you guys are going to dig that. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football, where you can find all kinds of things, including a ton of other mocks that I do, as well as uh, some commentary about specific topics that are more visually based. Um, film review, that kind of thing. So check that out as well. Uh, Chris is going to join me here in a couple of minutes. I just wanted to get through a little bit of news here. The Chiefs did officially make their two signings of recent note in Michael Burton, the fullback, and Austin Blythe, the uh, interior lineman. Uh, he said he can start at guard or center. I think center's probably where they're going to slate him, but uh, very pragmatic in saying that he'll play wherever he's needed. This is lining up to be another guy that can fit into the best five will be on the field. I think that's probably what they're looking at in order to get into the rhythm of what they want to get done. That said, we'll see how it all shakes out because there are a plethora of people inside at the interior. Uh, one of the things that we'll talk about in this upcoming mock draft is how they go about uh, protecting the outside, particularly at the left tackle spot. Now, Michael Burton's going to come in, and he was very cognizant of what has gone on in the past, uh, what Anthony Sherman brought to the table being a, a four-phase special teams player, being a leader in that group. Uh, he was definitely aware of that uh, precedent, and I think that he's looking to fulfill that. He also mentioned something that I found very interesting, um, that he chose Kansas City from a number of other suitors based on two things. One, playing in a West Coast offense, specifically by Andy Reid, because he's played in three of them to this point in his career. And also, he specifically mentioned opportunity, which I was not expecting to hear from him today. Uh, the opportunity for a fullback in this offense, as we all know, has been pretty lean over the years. We're going to see what happens. He had 13 touches in New Orleans last year. So I can understand how that might look a little bit better. And you see uh, Sherman score a couple of times in the last couple of seasons. So, so maybe that is uh, part of the perception as well. We'll be interested to see if that continues and what shape that takes for him in this West Coast offense and playing with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it sounds like these are pretty positive signings, guys that fit under the cap, the guys that fit what they're looking for in terms of versatility and dedication to the team aspect of building a continual team that is always in the mix for that Super Bowl run. I think that's what they're looking for. Now, we're going to get into this mock draft, and we were a little bit long-winded, so we're going to cut this one short, and we're going to start it here coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back, folks. This is a new one. We're going to do a mock draft for you for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go through all their selections, 
see what comes through. This will be similar to what you've seen me do over on RGR football, but this is going to be me and Chris working as a team, not me making decisions. And I think that's going to be an interesting part of it. Which doesn't mean, which means no seven fullbacks. Right. Exactly. Like we're not going to stock up at one position, fullback or otherwise. <laughs> now that said, when we get to where the Chiefs really are, I'm guessing that they're going to be talking about some trades pre draft. Is there anything in particular that you, if you're them, that you're looking to do before we even get the thing rolling? You know, we're doing this as of Sunday, April the 4th. So, and into consideration just in case somebody signs in the next couple of days. Uh, but what I will say is that you're sitting here looking at this. Kansas City is not signed to tackle right now. So at this point, that is a desperate need. So the key is to figure out where those tackles start coming off the board. That is going to be the key. And I'm guessing there's going to be some hay to make up around here at the 20 yep. to 21 mark. And that's the Bears and the Colts. And I've seen people talk. Sorry, real quick. I've seen people talking about the guy from Oregon dropping all the way down to, the, you know, after pick 10. If that happens, Kansas City is going to be doing backflips. Right. Uh, 10 still a long, long ways to go up. But if Penny Sewell drops, it's because right now we're thinking picks one through four could all be quarterbacks. If they're not, they're certainly going to be, I think, on the offensive side. I think it is offensive heavy at the very top. There could be five quarterbacks in the top 10. And then you have at least three wide receivers that certainly are worth those grades. And you have Kyle Pitts. Like you could be looking at a top nine. Maybe it goes all the way down to outside the top 10 for Penesville, for, uh, for Rashawn Slater, who I think is actually a little bit behind him as well. Like there's going to be options in the teams. So the yeah. question becomes how far up do you want to go? I wasn't saying that they traded, but if he gets all the way to 10, that pushes all the other tackles down. So yep. I think that's the big key. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me. So if you're Brett Veach, are, are, is there a specific team or a specific position that you're looking, hey, maybe we should start calling them prior to the draft, um, like the Niners did, a, a very early draft trade. Um, is there a target that you have in mind? No, looking at the order, I don't really know. You know, obviously, trading with New Orleans is only going to get you up three picks, so I don't know if there's a lot of value there. Uh, you're not going to be trading with the Ravens. I can't see the Ravens wanting to trade and help you get better, mm -hmm. uh, even though you're giving them a draft pick. Um, so honestly, maybe 23, maybe 20 are places you could go. I can't see uh, maybe 25, but I don't see the Colts, the, the Steelers, or the Browns really wanting to help get you any better or the Ravens either. So I can't imagine they're going to be moving up that far. I would tend to agree. And folks, we're going to use the mock machine over from the draft network. And you can hear those guys over on draft dudes, uh, as well as locked on NFL draft. And those we're all in the same family here. And that's why we're using their machine. Um, so the question becomes, you say you want to go up to the jets at 23, what's it going to take? And these are all simulations. You can't ever really tell for certain, but my guess is it's going to be more than a fourth in order to move up from 31 to 28. I got to think that it's a third round pick, and I'm not sure I'm willing to give that up if I'm the Chiefs. 33, not 28, but yes, I would agree with you. I think it's going to take more than a fourth round pick. Uh, so, you know, I though I will say this, uh, if they're still in the same boat that they are right now heading into this draft, man, I would be considering trading up even further because you have to get somebody that can step in and play that position. 
So then the option becomes, I, I have to think because of uh, the Colts in particular and their need for a left tackle as well, I have to think that you have to go up to the Bears at 20. Yep. Okay. And that, that definitely changes things. The The volume of picks that you're going to have to give up, I think, is going to be a little bit steep at that particular trade offer. But 31 up to 20, I don't know that a third-round pick gets it done. And I can't give up a second. Do you want to dip into the 22 uh, draft picks already? If that's what it takes to get it done, that's what you have to do. I would give up a second if you can get left tackle. And here's my thinking. Yes, you don't want to give up that, but and I get it. But if you don't pat if you don't protect Patrick's blind side, you might as well give up the season. Because right now they don't have anybody that can do that, and he's gonna get killed. That is a fair point. So in this scenario, you think the Chiefs would be willing to give up a number two in twenty twenty two, along with their first round pick at thirty one, and plus a fourth? Is that what you think would get it done? I think it's possible. Again, I have a hard time believing they're going to be looking to move up that far. I think that they draft somebody between now and when this draft starts. Or, sorry, I think that they sign somebody, not draft somebody. I think before the draft starts, I think they'll have a free agent for that position. Okay. Uh, so I think that changes things. But man, if they don't fill it by then, I, <laughs> I'm just I'm of the opinion I give up whatever you think it, it's going to take to. To move up. Here's the other side of it. And honestly, this is the key for me. Left tackle is still a premium position. There are four premium positions in football. Left tackle, quarterback, corner, and defensive end. Mm -hmm. Those are the huge positions that if you get filled, they're premium and they're worth trading up for. And if you can get a left tackle that's going to start there for 10 years, you're going to have them cheap for at least four. True. That's a huge deal considering how much money you almost paid Trent Williams. Yeah, that's a fair point. So the the question becomes, in this particular mock, are we going to let this roll or are we going to try to make a pre-draft trade? Let it roll. Okay. I want to see where it goes because this is really what's going to tell you how desperate Kansas City gets. Absolutely. Now, the other side of this, and I will say this, I like the guys at at, at the Mock Draft Network. I appreciate this. Uh, machine, but there's one thing that's watching the draft for 15 years has always taught me. It's you can never figure out what some of these teams are going to do. Yeah. So there are going to be players on this board that they don't think are going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, it is It is always a, a simulation, not anything definitive. So let's kick this off and get it started, and let's see what happens. And what we start with is four QBs off the very top in this particular scenario. And I think that is telling. And lo and behold, as we go through here, they come off the board, but the Chiefs do get an offer from the Colts to trade up, and they are requiring the third-round pick. Again, we didn't do this pre-draft. I don't know why we'd change our mind and do it now. We can take a look at... Well, for, for, for a third-round pick to move all the way up to 21, who's available? Right, That that's where I was going to, and it has rolled past us, so... We uh we are to the point where uh that did not come to fruition, but there's multiple dra- uh trade back scenarios on the table for the Chiefs at 31. Let's review real quickly. Uh, how far back would you be willing to go in general, or do, or do you even have a number? Depends on who's on the board. Okay, so it is, is board there, dependent. 
Yeah, is there a left tackle that's available? I mean, is there somebody that, that you feel like you can actually get away with? I mean, if if you, Eichenberg's still there, I think you have to take him. Uh, but that's a big question. Is he still there? Well, let's take a look at how this top 10 dropped out, and that'll give us a, a little bit of a clue, and then we'll review the tackles. QBs went one through four, then Kyle Pitts, then two wide receivers, um, the top two on my board, and then Penny Sewell at eight, followed by quarterback in fields, and then Rashawn Slater at 10. So the two tops were off in the top 10. That kind of clicks. Then uh, Christian Darisaw at 14. We did see Tevin Jenkins all the way up at 19. I think that's a little rich for him. But who knows what these teams are in this point in their evaluation, what they're going to say. And then Samuel Cosme goes off at 25. Now, he is very similar in ratings, in uh, grades at PFF, in a number of aspects to Liam Meikenberg, who is still on the board. So I think, in reality, I think the Chiefs will have one of those options. You feel pretty strongly it should be Eichenberg with him still sitting there. Yeah, I think it has to be. Okay. So... Just before the Chiefs, uh, you had Eric Stokes, uh, the, the super fast Georgia quarter, go. And then Jason Oway, the super athletic uh, edge rusher from Penn State, who actually doesn't or hasn't produced to this point in his career. Uh, I think those were two interesting choices. But the Chiefs take Liam Eikenberg, and then we let it roll. Uh, and in this particular scenario, an interesting one is that at number 32, a, a running back was selected yet again. And I think that says a lot. Now, that that point... I think what we need to do is reset like the Chiefs will do for day two. And knowing that they have the tackle now on board, whether they've signed a veteran or not, they'll take that night and they'll reset their board. We're going to do that and get into the picks two through seven coming up next. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Their daily matchups as all the high-powered flavors go head-to-head. Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. Check out the matchup and vote in the Built Bar bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back and see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So as we got started, the Chiefs got Liam Eikenberg, somebody that we've talked about in the past. 
They're on the clock now at 63. Uh, and they have a couple of offers, none of which really stand out to me. Moving back 10 spots for a sixth doesn't really interest me. Does it you? Nope. Okay. So we're going to decline all that. And what we've seen go off the board in the second round was interesting. A couple of interior defensive linemen, which I didn't expect. Uh, linebackers like Nick Bolton, like Zaven Collins. Um, looks like Jabril Cox went as well. Some edge rushers. Um, and a number of the second tier wide receivers, including Eskridge, Collins, Diami Brown, um, Amari Rogers, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, uh, Kadarius Tony. And interestingly enough, we will have to go back and do this next week and we will have a mock draft for you next week too, folks. Terrace Marshall went off in the second round at the number 33 pick. I think if they do decide that their tackle situation gets resolved, I think he is somebody that they will look at in the first round out of LSU. Agreed. And the two interior offensive linemen I would have considered for Kansas City in the second round are both gone in Humphrey and uh, Dickerson. Mm -hmm. Dickerson with the injury history, I think that's a toss-up. We're looking now at uh, especially talk after Daniel Jeremiah's board that the third center, um, who's actually second on my board, is Quinn Miners. And that Daniel Jeremiah has him in the top 50. Chiefs are now picking at 63 uh, on this particular board. He is available. Do you think that they have to go double-double offensive line uh, in one and two? Have to, no. Uh, with the way the board is shaping up, uh, I don't know that it would be that bad of an idea, although there's some edge players that you could possibly look at. There's a, uh, a corner, but I still think Breland comes back. You could look at end. Uh, wide receivers, lots of different you could look at. I think that they have interior offensive linemen. I don't know that the, the question is, where is he going to be on their board? Uh, for me, I think it's center is to position that they, uh, but with, the signing of Austin Blythe, I think they have some breathing room. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So nobody has fallen that I think that they absolutely have to take at 63. So I probably would look elsewhere. Okay. That makes perfect sense. On this board, there's a couple of edge rushers out there. Uh, Rousseau, who I think is actually going to slide into tackle for most places. Ronnie Perkins is a really interesting edge. Uh, Joseph Asai from Texas is still out there. Um, let's see who else is on the board for the Chiefs. couple of the safeties that are very high on their boards. And we all know the Chiefs like to play the three safety set. Javon Holland and Richie Grant are both available. Um, I think that's good value for them. And Elijah Molden, one of the guys that I think is the most interesting secondary player in being able to play the nickel and play some safety is Elijah Molden. He's available at the bottom of the second. I think that's a good spot for his rating as well. Any of those guys interest you? Not really. And the reason is, to me, I think, it, it, okay, if you're not going to go edge, I don't see you going really defense unless you're going to get linebacker because your holes really aren't on that side of the ball in the secondary. Um, you have three starters at corner. I still think, like I said, Breland's going to be back, so I think he would be good in at corner. Uh, safety-wise, you've still got your three starters at safety, so going and adding another second-round talent doesn't make a ton of sense when there are other positions that you absolutely need to fix. Okay, so let's talk pass catcher then. And Tommy Tremble's a tight end. Brevin Jordan's a tight end. Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC is there. Tylen Wallace, uh, there are some options. Do you think weapon is where they need to go with number two? Yeah, I think that that could be some place that they look. Uh, you know, if you're not going offensive lineman, which we've already kind of passed over, uh, it, to me it would be between pass catcher and edge at this point. 
Let's flip a coin because we're on the second round and we got to finish up this episode. (laughs) Edge or pass catcher? I'd say edge is more important. I have Ronnie Perkins as the top edge available here a little bit over Rousseau again because I think he's going to play inside mostly. Um, So we will go ahead and take him with the second selection. Now now the Chiefs have answered two interesting questions, the left tackle as well as the depth pass rusher. As we get into the meat here, we get into the third round. The Chiefs are selecting at 94. I think that's going to be a key position to take somebody that can actually help them in a situation that they're trying to fulfill out their roster. Uh, and unfortunately, a guy that I really like at the corner spot, Tyson Campbell, who's got great speed, a uh, little bit lax in the agilities, but that's okay. Um, he went off the board to the Bills, who I think are going to have a tendency to take some guys that the Chiefs like. At this point, I think there is value at corner. Um, we've done the edge for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you had your druthers from a list that's available, what stands out to you? Or who, more importantly? I'd say if I had my druthers, it'd probably be a CB. I think that they still have enough talent there, but looking at the board, it's a bunch of C, it's a bunch of corners. Uh, they have an interior off the lineman and been Cleveland. Uh, you have another safety that you could look at and another edge, but obviously I don't think you're going edge after going edge in round two. Uh, so I would think that you're going to probably be looking at CB, at least with the way this board is shaking out. Makes sense to me. And quite frankly, there are three guys that fit what the Chiefs generally like in terms of height and length and uh, general athleticism. Tyson, I'm sorry, <laughs> Paulson, a debut from Stanford, uh, Key Taylor Jr. from Washington, as well as Benjamin St. Juice from Minnesota. Uh, I think I actually have these guys right about the same spot on the board that they are here. I think we'll select uh, the top player available in a Debo. Any problem with that? No. And away we go. The Chiefs have another long, tall corner that can turn and run, uh, perform better in testing than he did on the field, but I think that adaptation will be coming. Uh, much like we've seen from some of the younger guys the Chiefs have brought in. That certainly is on the staff. We talked about the the staff changes. I think that's going to be ever critical moving forward, especially when you already have Bo P. Keys in there waiting to develop as well. And so we come back around with a number of the middle-tier defenders having gone off uh, in what is a pretty defense-heavy third round. And then we get into the fourth where the Chiefs are selecting at 136. And we have a couple of options. Depth at edge, I don't think that's got to be um, uh, a really high uh, absolute type of position. Uh, you have um, Dylan Moses from Alabama, uh, a linebacker who didn't run into his pro day testing because of an injury, is still available. We went corner last. There's uh, some depth running back. There's more edge. Uh, there are some safeties here, including Joshua Bledsoe from Missouri, who I know a lot of the Chiefs fans are very interested in. Anything stand out to you in terms of priority here? I think you have to look at pass catcher unless you can find a linebacker. Linebackers are going to be thin. Do you trust Dylan Moses in the injury history? I wouldn't. Uh, I think you would probably have to look with the way the board is right now. I think you have to look at adding a pass catcher. The interesting part is the Chiefs have picked 144. As well, eight picks from now, and I don't have any wide receivers that really light me up here in their particular position. The only one that's actually at the top of the list is Frank Darby from Arizona State, and I'm not sure that um, this pick is really going to feed into what they want. I think they have more guys later down that they're going to enjoy aspects of the game, either speed, versatility, separation. Um, I think there are a number of things there, but if you have a pick in mind, let's go for it. I just can't see him doubling up at CB, and it just seems like that is everything that's left. 
is a CB or an edge. And I cannot see them going interior defensive lineman either. So uh, maybe Joshua Bledsoe and the safety. I think it's that or Dylan Moses. Uh, you, maybe they take a chance on Moses in this particular scenario and get some linebacker depth for a guy that's come from a program that you can trust um, to at least be prepared. Uh, flip a coin. Do you want the linebacker or the safety? Let's go with Moses. I don't trust the history, but I but uh, he's a pretty good player. So if they can get past the injury history, and they've usually been pretty good about getting that kind of thing figured out. So. Right, a lot, a lot of stress placed on Rick Burkholder and his team, but they do generally do a very good job at pre-sussing those kind of things out. And so now, Apex later, Chiefs are back on the board, having missed out on a couple of depth tackles, which is fine because we feel they probably signed someone pre-draft and they had a draft pick that came in. And now we have a little bit more flexibility, and you have some guys on the board that offer some versatility, including Desmond Patrick. Uh, Jamie Anthony Hawk. Schwartz. <laughs> Do you, I, I was wondering whether you were going to get to that point. Yep. Um, so Olympic speed is something you're interested in. Yes. Yeah. I think that that would probably be a good fit. Although the problem is, is does he fit the Z position, which is what they really want? I mean, he could play the Z. He can't, I don't think he can play the X. Uh, he is uh, on the thin side. That's sorry. I didn't mean the X. I apologize. I, I think it's an interesting combination. Um, whether it can actually, Get him and say McCole Hardman and Tyree Hill on the field all at the same time. Somebody's going to get jammed up pretty good, and I, I'd be interested in that. But you do have Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle in that role at the moment. They can probably play the X pretty well. Um, there's also Simi Fajoko from uh, Stanford out there. Josh uh, Amadori Bebe, I think that's how you say it, uh, from Illinois uh, is a bigger. Uh, well, they ought to take. Type. We ought to take him just so you can type that out. No, not going to do that one. You'll be doing all the typing. So. Um, is Schwartz your favorite from this group? Yeah, I think I would have to go with Schwartz at this point and hope that take away. I'm sure ain't creative enough to get all three of them on the field. Uh, Tyree Kill can beat the press. I'm not worried about that. The question is, is can they get the other guys moving to where they don't have to worry about it? That is going to be the key. And so we see a number of developmental players go off the board, including a number. Could of you imagine players. all that speed? Right. That it's scary. Oh, God. So we circle so back to the fun. Chiefs. We're at 175. And at that point, uh, we're in the fifth round squarely. And the Chiefs have another pick and six other picks. So we have not back-to-backs, but we have some things here that we could do. Um, when we look at value, I think it, the board loosens at this point because it's going to be very team-specific about how boards are stacked. Um, a lot of developmental edge, including Wyatt Hubert out from K-State. Um, a guy that's really high on my list is uh, Shaka Tony, another developmental edge that is a little bit more speed than power at this point, but I think he brings both to the table. Um, there's uh, Cornell Powell, the only wide receiver to actually be thrown to by Trevor Lawrence at the Clemson Pro Day. Um, I, I don't know. You can read in a ton into that, but I think it's interesting. Developmental interior defender like Bobby Brown is there. Um, Value-wise, what are you still trying to get done? Interior offensive line, center. But I don't see anything there. Drew Dahlman is, I think, the best option available um, that can snap. And I, I do like him. Um, his testing proved to be pretty good on, on the center position. Definitely a zone scheme type guy, but he's light. And I think that could become uh, an issue later. But you have this time to develop him. So I don't see why not uh, in the fifth round. He may be somebody actually that fits the Chiefs uh, protocols pretty well. So why don't we go ahead and snap him up? 
at 175, watch a couple other interior players come off, including Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame. And then at 181, the Chiefs are back on the board. And I think we can safely say that it is basically going to be flavor of the day of what you're looking for. There's some speed um, with Jalen Darden on the board. There's Kay Johnson out of South Dakota State. Uh, there is... Any tight ends? I, I've heard good things about Quentin Morris. I believe he he tested pretty well from Bowling Green. Uh, we'll release the Matrix here coming up soon, and uh, we can compare those. But Pro Wells is another option later down um, that we can select later uh, in the next round or something like that. Um, definitely developmental type guys are all over the place at this point. Do you want a body in that position? I think that that's where you would like to go, but I don't think the value's there in that position. And I mean, most of those are being ranked in the 200s. We're at pick 181, so I don't think the value is there. To me, I think you would be looking at who's left that you could probably fit in your system. Uh, Gillespie from Missouri. The problem with Tyree Gillespie is I don't. I think he's played free. I don't think he can do that in the league, and I think it's he's a hybrid guy without a home right now. Um, I don't see that as a as a terribly great fit, but it's worth investing because he does have some of the parameters that they look for. So let's grab him while we can. Well, and the Chiefs were coming down to two hundred seven, which is going to be their last available pick as we wind down and get closer to the end. And the the really interesting thing to me is I think there's going to be a lot of development players that the Chiefs could be interested in this spot uh, because everybody needs work at that point. Uh, you're over 200 in the draft. You have some development time out in front of you. So I would lean towards uh, a skill player, uh, a pass catcher of some kind. Anyone stand out to you? See me, Fihoko is still there. I think Fihoko is a solid pick. So let's put him on this particular roster. And when we take a step back at what the Chiefs were able to get done overall in this draft, a number of draft picks. Eichenberg fills the tackle spot. You get a secondary edge rusher to play across from Frank and add to what would be a pretty formidable front at that point. And then we got into the third round with a, a long, tall corner that can fit the scheme. And then you start taking chances. How do you feel about 136 back? Well, I think what you have to look at is, you know, the question that we have when we've been talking about is you still have questions at uh, the wide receiver position and, uh, if you go get another speed guy in Anthony Schwartz, that definitely gives you other options there uh, and really puts more pressure on Michael Hardman to step up and actually take his game to the next level. Uh, to me, I think that if you can find somebody that can step in and be a starter on the interior of the offensive line, uh, like Drew Dahlman maybe could be a starter for Kansas City in two years. Uh, maybe you can sign Blythe for another year and that'll get you by. Uh, and that's all if they don't believe that they have their backup right now or their guy in the, of the future. Uh, although with him not playing center for so long, it'd be really hard for me to see that happening. Fair enough. Uh, I feel like it, it's covered some bases. I think there's some developmental work that would have to be done, as there always is. We'll see if it actually comes close to falling this way, folks. We'd like your feedback. I'll make sure to get... Uh, a clip of this and put it on social media at locked on chiefs. You can find us there and leave in your iTunes reviews, what you're looking for in this draft. We're going to start doing these mocks each week as we run up to the NFL draft in 2021. We appreciate your time and everything you're doing for us. We're going to keep turning out the content for you. Thanks for listening to us today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of rogue analytics and the host of RGR football on YouTube. Follow him there. 
Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.